Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. I'm laughing because Eric counts me in, and he just did the most awkward sound I ever heard on this show. Uh, there's that. But other than Eric's awkwardness, it's super fun. You have a really fun show. I asked you guys a lot of questions on Instagram, and you guys answered so there will be really fun, um, interactive show today. Also, I want to tell you guys about the event last weekend. It was so much fun. Um, as you all know, I was at the Protected Crowns Beauty Supply Community Fun Day event to celebrate their crowdfunding efforts um, to bring this business to fruition. Um, if you guys are interested to learn more about Protected Crown Beauty Supply, please follow their Instagram at Protected Crown Beauty Supply on IG. Um, and you'll learn more about their crowdfunding campaign and their initiative and all of that. And also, it's my little sister. So check it out and um, let me know what you guys think. I um, hope, you're, hope you're able to, you know, support. Um, but it was such a fun event. So we were, like, nervous because it has, if you guys are in the East Coast, it has literally done nothing but rain, like, the last three weeks. Like, it's just been rain, 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 rain. And the forecast was saying that it was going to rain the entire week weekend. So it was, like, no point for a, a rain date because either day it was going to rain. Um, we came up with a really cool idea to have the vendors inside, and we played Double Dutch under our awning if it rained. If it didn't, we're outside. Thank God it only rained for, like, the first hour. After that, baby, we was outside. We was outside jumping rope. I did not know that I could still jump. I haven't jumped in years. The last time I jumped double dutch um, was in 2016, 2017 at my friend barbecue. Like, and I wasn't even jumping long. Like, I was like, oh, let me see if I could still got it. And I did a little bit. But, you know, that was definitely pre-30. Like, I'm 32. So, um, I still got it. I ain't going to say I'm a double dutch champ. Not going to lie about that. But I can still get out there. Like, I really kind of want to do double dutch more often because when I tell y'all, it's a full body workout from turning to jumping. Like, jumping double dutch, it's like you're literally lifting your entire body up off the ground quickly. Like, Talk about a workout. Like, now I feel like I could do Pilates. If I could do that, I could do Pilates. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people came out and supported. The vendors were really cool. There um, was this lady. She had a um, dessert um, business. She had great desserts, some great lemonade. It was so good. Another um, woman had a catering company. She made some shrimp fried rice, some chicken fried rice. That was good. Um, one of my good friend's nieces, she was there, um, and she had, um, beautifully, uh, like jewelry, like beaded jewelry. That was cute. My little cousin came and she had a, a business where she was just selling very nostalgic things that we grew up, uh, either playing with or like eating. Um, like she had like baby bottle pops, Dave's sodas, you know, um, 
gimp. Like if you, I don't know, some people call it lanyard, but growing up we used to play with what's called like, uh, it's like plastic string. It's called gimp. That's what we call it here. I don't know if y'all call it other places, but we used to like make designs with gimp back in the day. Like you, we can sit there on the steps and everybody would have pieces of gimp and make different designs using the string and then we'll put it on our keys and stuff or like before you have keys you just design it um honestly we all been obsessed with using gimp like it's really like one of those things like if you're anxious it's really great to use it's kind of like sewing like the idea of sewing you're not actually sewing it but it's like bit like something to keep your hands busy i would say like i didn't realize so many things that we did back in the day were like actual stress relievers and that was just, you know, outlets and we were just doing stuff because that's, you know, all we had to do, you know, like jumping double dutch. Me, my sisters, my friends on my block, my cousins, we didn't have nothing else to do. You know, we weren't really, none of my friends on the block, none of us were able to go to camp. Um, we didn't have a lot of resources to play a whole lot of games. It wasn't always safe to not leave the block. Um, but double dutch was like a staple for us. Like we would jump double dutch from sunup to sundown. We would do like regular jump rope or we'll do like practice the tricks that we seen like on TV because like back in the day, double dutch competitions were very, very popular. And we would watch how they would do different tricks and try to do it, um, challenge other girls on different blocks to like, you know, compete with us, like see who, which block had the best jumpers. Like we just did so much stuff. Um, so Saturday was really fun. Um, there was even uh, my friend that came and she sold swimsuits, definitely bought some of that. All of the merch is gone. I only have like two shirts left and I think I have to give them away to two people. So um, I have one left and I have um, one that I have to give to my sister because I forgot to give it to her, but I got one t-shirt left. Um, let me know if you guys want some more t-shirts. I definitely have, that was like a design that was exclusive for the um, event, but I have some really cool designs that I came up with and I can't wait for you guys to see them. Um, just based on some of the things I might say on the show, some of the vibes, some of the conversations, um, some really cute ideas. So I can't wait to get that to you guys. I know that y'all going to love it and that y'all are going to support. But Saturday was just an overall good day. Like my mom was out there turning robe, looking like my sister, <laughs> you know, um my best friend her aunt was jumping y'all if y'all see check out my reel on instagram at jst let it glow my friend i who's like in her 50s was killing it like jumping for real like i loved it i i did this we'll do this again um it was so much fun shout out to my sister asia and protected crown beauty supply for such a fun and community event and Shout out to everybody that came out, you know, and supported, vended, you know, all that good stuff. We had such a great time. Um, hopefully we can do this again and more of you guys can come out and join us. We have even more ideas of games and stuff we used to play back in the day. Um, shout out to um, Albury Park, Albury Recreation Center. Um, the staff there was super nice, super cool. 
they definitely would want us to come back and do it again. So um, shout out to them. They were super hospitable and super nice. We had such a great time. I'm just still on a high from Saturday because, you know, we we really enjoyed ourselves. It was a good, good ass time and um, definitely a kick off to the summer. And just it just really made me remember, like when I got in a rope, I was like, OK, this shit like riding a bike. Like you once you learn, you never forget. You just got to like in my head, I'm like, you got to lift your feet up, pick your feet up, you know. Um, but it was fun. I had a great time. Um yeah. So I asked y'all some questions on Instagram that was just in my head and I was going to answer it myself, but I was like, oh, you know, I want to know what the listeners um, are feeling. So one of the questions I asked was, tell me a huge red flag you ignored. So someone said they think that a guy went into the bathroom and did a line of coke, a line of coke. Okay. Yeah, that's a big one. I don't I don't know if I would have ignored that one. Um him being broke AF. Someone lied to his parents a lot or telling them whatever to get them off his back. To clarify, we went to Chick-fil-A. Oh, wait, no, that's Oh, okay. So him being broke AF is the same thing. Him being broke AF, to clarify, we went to Chick-fil-A and he went to the bathroom when it was time to pay. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. Um, and they also say lying to his parents a lot or telling them whatever to get them off his bed. Okay. What? See, those are... The coke took me out. I ain't gonna lie. But we all dealt with somebody that was super broke. And ignored it because we think, oh, potential, right? Like, oh, you know, it's potential. Or you just think certain things is a coincidence, like them having you pay for something with the idea that they're about to obviously pay you back and they don't. Um, one for me that was a huge red flag that later came out. All right. So I was talking. All right. The red flag was he hated his mom, right? The guy hated Hated his mom, like, told me that within the first conversation we had, um, I think his mom had, like, substance issues and stuff like that. But, like, how he was saying it is, like, he would end. Like, if he seen her on the street, the way his voice and the way that he was talking, it was so aggressive. Like, he probably would have spit on this lady the way he felt. So I just thought, like, you know, he was an abandoned child, you know, like a wounded child. So in my, like, tw- early 20s in college, I was, like, 19, 20. In my head, I just thought I could save the world. I think I was, like, 19. And I just thought, like, oh, you know, he just misunderstood, you know. A lot has happened to him. A hell no. That boy was fucking crazy. He was motherfucking crazy. We had got into it because, mind you, we had never did nothing. We were just honestly talking. I was away at college, so I wasn't, like, coming to Philly and stuff. And I went to Philly for the weekend for a friend's, like, birthday party or whatever. So I was busy, and he wanted to link. But the time that he wanted to link was, like, late as shit at night, like, 1, 2 a.m. And I've, I've never been that girl that's like jumping up and trying to see somebody just because they get off work or because they want to see me that late. Like, I don't play that type of dumb shit. So 
I was like, no, I'm not coming. Like, I'm not leaving back out. Like, I'll see you tomorrow or not at all. And this man sat there and he was like, oh, you bougie bitch. Da, 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 da. All you is is a fucking tease. And da, 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 da. oh, go play in traffic, bitch. I said, oh my God. Like, <laughs> because I didn't want to, like, get out of my home and see you at like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. Like, he was like, go play in traffic, bitch. Da, 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 da. I was like, okay, it's a red. I, I I never talked to that boy again. And I believe in my heart of hearts, last time I heard, he was doing serious time in jail. So definitely dodged a bullet. But I should have known better once um, he talked to me about how much he hates mom. Okay. The other question I wanted y'all to know, what's the craziest lie you believe from someone you were dating? Okay, so someone said that the baby wasn't his. Okay, um, that's a lie. See, that's not even a crazy lie unless the baby looked exactly like him. Because like you would, you would think that's not something somebody's gonna lie about because it's it can always be proven, right? So I, that's not too bad. Like, yeah, but. <laughs> Someone said that he was an honest, faithful, God-fearing man, and he was a whole-ass liar. He ain't lie, though, because a lot of them, quote-unquote, God-fearing men do be liars and do be hoes. You know, people talk a lot about, you know, how pastors get down or how them church guys get down. So he may not have been lying. He could be both, except for faithful, faithful to the Lord. Um, I think the craziest lie was like the details of in which someone went into and the lips they went to prove to me like it was on like they were telling the truth. Again, college time. I think I was about to graduate college and I had talked to this person in the past and we kind of reconnected and I knew he had just had a baby. So when he was trying to talk to me, I was like, you know, don't you got like, do you just have a baby? Don't you got a girl? Like, da da da. He was like, oh no, we not together. We just raising our child. She stay here, you know, because when she got pregnant, she got kicked out, and so she had moved in. And you know, my mom don't want to kick her out. She want her to have a place to stay. So we just coexist. Like, I was, like, talking to this man, and, like, you would think, like, oh, you know, he's, after he was really single, and I believe what he said, because I was talking to him, like, if I called him, he'll answer. Like, if I text him, he texts him back. If we on FaceTime, it's at any time in the middle of the day while I'm at school, in the middle of the night, like, this girl must have worked every fucking work shift known to me because I literally talked to him all the time. Um, and the way he was moving was giving like, you know, they weren't together. And y'all know I'm a deep dive bitch. I did my research and from her standpoint, it didn't seem like they were together either. But you know how people, them toxic couples are, when they're not together the next day, they in love, that type of shit. Um, 
I didn't know until she said something to me and I just left the situation alone. But that was a stupid lie because like now as an adult, it's just like, why the fuck would you live with your baby mom? Now rent is high. Rent is motherfucking high, but it ain't that damn high here. Like if you lived in New York, I could be like, I could see that. But Philly is like, it's not given that you have to live with that lady. Let alone live with her. That that the red flag probably was that they lived at his mom's house together. That that's probably the fucking red flag that um that I needed to pay attention to. But yeah, I'm gonna try to do these a lot more. I'm probably gonna get like those like note cards. I do have some note cards and stuff, like those games, and I wanna know, you know. What are y'all thoughts? Let me know y'all like answers to questions and stuff like that. Um, so in our next topic, okay, this is where I'm gonna probably be problematic and get canceled, but I just feel irritated. So actress Roseanne Barr wants credit from Lizzo for paving the way in Hollywood for plus-size women. This is on the Jasmine brand. She says, Looks like Roseanne Barb would like some credit from Lizzo after claiming to pave the way in Hollywood as a plus-size entertainer. This week, June 26, Roseanne Barr, 70 years old, took to Instagram to share a throwback Vanity Fair magazine cover from 1994. In the photo... The Roseanne star is seen posing on a chair while wearing black lace lingerie, thigh-high tights, and black heels. While reminiscing the 90s shoot, it appears the sitcom star took, to the, took the time to share her thoughts on curvy body tights represented in the entertainment industry, and which she seemingly wants credit for. In the caption of the post, Roseanne directly tagged Lizzo and wrote, When is Lizzo going to thank me for paving the way? And oh, an homage to Botero, photoed by Andy Leibovitz. As many of you may know, singer Lizzo, 35, has been very vocal for body positivity, confidence, self-love since the beginning of her career. She has also spoke on the height, on the hate she receives frequently online because of her weight. In a previous interview, Lizzo touched on her goal to change the current beauty standards within the entertainment industry. She said that her body may not be one's person's ideal body type just like say Kim Kardashian might not be someone's ideal but she's a body icon and has created modern day beauty center and what I'm doing is stepping into my confidence this is what I'm gonna say about this and I'm, I ain't gonna be problematic Roseanne Barr and Lizzo are two different body types and this is when I say like I don't really care for black plus size women and mind y'all I ain't a tiny girl I'm not I'm stepping in that thickness you know that curvy that plus you know I'm, I'm a small plus but I'm in there bitch um I don't like for black women to coincide with the fat phobia ism or movement that white women tend to do one, Lizzo and Roseanne are total different body types. Two, Roseanne 
hate to say it, not shade, not to be shameful. She's just not, she's not, she's not that plus size. You know, she's just an overweight white woman and her weight looks differently based because our BMIs are based on European women in like the 1900s. Black women are not shaped that way. White women are traditionally shaped that way. So when they're a little bit heavier, it looks as if they're fat when they're not, right? Like Roseanne at the most may have been 170 pounds at her height, at her biggest weight, right? Where 170 pounds on black women kind of looks like, you know, a very shapely, thin, tight toned body on some women, right? On like some of us, right? Some not. It just depends on the way your body is shaped. Secondly, Roseanne, there's a lot of black women in the plus size community and in entertainment that Lizzo can give credit to, you will never be one of those women because Lizzo doesn't take her body as a fucking joke. Now, if you would have said Amy Schumer, I'd say fucking right. Why didn't you add Amy Schumer? Y'all take y'all body as a joke. Lizzo does not. Also, I think Lizzo, if she's looking at like someone whose body never stopped them, their body has never been a joke, their body has never been the focal point, it has never been the punchline, the bitch, she needs to pay credit too, if we're going to talk about paying motherfucking credit, is Queen Latifah. Not no fucking Roseanne Barr, we're being sloppy and being the joke on quote unquote big girl fat white girl you know i can say fat because i'm sick i can say that word you skinny you can't say i'm over 200 pounds i can say fat but being fat white lady is not the same as being a fat black woman who don't take her body as a joke it's not a joke. She doesn't, she's not being the quote unquote funny fat girl. She's just a woman who happens to be plus size and still get her ass up and pop that thing on that stage. Still able to pull, still able to give fashion, still able to give looks, still able to do everything in her bigger body than any of her smaller counterparts. Her body has never been a joke. It's never been funny, much like Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah size ain't never come into any type of conversation in any movie. Her being big ain't never been funny, ain't never been a joke. And I'm a Queen Latifah movie watcher down to the ground. Never was it any given any fat jokes. Never was she the fat best friend. If you watch Living Single down to the equalizer, you know. Queen Latifah Rose, her sexuality and her being a plus size ain't never been a joke. It ain't never been something to bring up. She played a lesbian once and it wasn't like that deep. And her being big, it just that's just her body has never been addressed on shows. When you watch uh, Living Single, her being thicker or bigger never been a part of the joke. Khadijah was getting all the dudes. 
you watch any of her movies, she done pulled everybody from LL Cool J to Common. Like, don't play with it. So if she's going to pay homage to anybody, I would just think that that person would be anybody but fucking Roseanne Barr. I'm just saying. Like, you would think that it would be anybody but goddamn Roseanne Barr. Like, be fucking serious. That's that's why I get annoyed by the body positivity talk. Because people just start trying to be a part of something or just want to have some type of plight or claim to fame. And you want us, Roseanne, you want to talk about why would she get paid homage to a racist? Why would she do that? Why would she do that? And also before you, there were plenty of women that came before you. There were plus size on magazines. Let's talk about it. Etta James, let's talk about it. Hattie McDaniel, let's talk about it. It's a whole lot of bigger women that have been not only, first of all, the standards of beauty changed in the 1950s and the 1960s and 70s because before all Hollywood actresses were thick, shapely, curvy, you know, you didn't want to look real thin back then. You know, I think like the 70s, the 60s and the 70s changed that beauty standard. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to like humble yourself. Also, the picture that she's talking about, that's when Roseanne lost weight. That wasn't even Roseanne when she was like big, big. This is like Roseanne lost weight and was showing off her body. I just think people are so... So freaking crazy. Speaking of crazy, let's get into this story. So this is from the Inside Edition. Murder charges dismissed against mother and teen charged in fatal shooting of man who hit mom door argument. Carlisha Hood is 35, was inside a fast food restaurant when she and Jeremy Brown, 32, got into an argument where Brown started punching Hood. Now, y'all, I seen a few seconds of this video. He knocked the shit out of her several times, I heard. But you can hear the freaking punch. Like, you can hear it. And she wasn't in his face. She wasn't even yelling. He was nasty, and he kept threatening to hit her. Also, please note before I finish reading this article, there were plenty of men in this restaurant that watched and did nothing. And they did something, but they did do something later, and I'll talk about it later. His 14-year-old son came into the restaurant and shot Brown. Murder charges have been dropped against a mother and her 14-year-old son in the shooting death of a man the teen was accused of killing after the man struck his mom several times during an argument. The Cook County State Attorney announced the decision by prosecutors to drop the charges came after they reviewed the case and the evidence was discovered. Carlicia, 35, was inside a fast food restaurant when she and 32-year-old Jeremy Brown got into an ar- argument. After Brown uh, repeatedly punched Hood, Hood's 14-year-old son came inside the restaurant and shot Brown. Brown was shot several times by the young boy and ultimately succumbed to his injuries. The mother and son later turned themselves in and were charged with murder. Hood was additionally charged with contributing 
to the delinquency of a minor for urging her son to shoot, who was laughing, who urging her son to also shoot Brown's girlfriend, who was laughing the entire time during the altercation. The Cook County Cook County's state attorney official said in a release Monday that all the charges were dismissed because of the emergent evidence. Police initially in released surveillance footage of the pair, but additional footage surfaced showing Brown arguing with it, telling her, if you say one more thing, I'm going to knock you out. He said, I'm going to knock you the fuck out, actually. Seconds later, he begins repeatedly punching Hood in the head. The video shows a gunshot is then heard before the video cuts off. Hood and her son have no previous criminal history, and Hood had a violent firearm identification card and her permit to carry a concealed weapon. Based upon the facts, evidence, and the law, we are unable to meet our burden of proof in the prosecution of this case. Um, one, also, they're a stand, it's a stand-your-ground uh, state, so this is what this is what pissed me off about this case, right? Because I saw a post where one of his family members were saying like, oh, my cousin is a good man. He was a father. He had twin girls. He didn't deserve this. He was such a nice man. You know, don't let the media change you. So don't let the media change his your view on him when you can literally see him and his girlfriend is laughing throughout the entire video He's literally cursing this lady out for no reason. He does not know this woman. She did not threaten him. She didn't do anything to him. They were arguing about something. I don't even understand what the argument was about. He says, say more, one more fucking word on my grandma. I'm going to punch the shit out you. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. That's what he said. She said, yeah, like something like, yeah, all right. And he hit her several fucking times you cannot tell me that a good man someone that is a good person someone that has no violent history someone that would never put his hands on a woman a father an involved father at that will strike and put their hands on not only a woman not only in public but a woman he doesn't even know in public. And the girlfriend thought it was funny while he's punching. And I guess it is funny because he's finally not punching on your ass. I guess it's cute when you ain't catching them fucking licks, bitch. I guess it is funny when it's finally somebody else's turn to get hit. Now, the one thing I, uh, I thought about is uh, on what's life got to do with it when her friend said it's only funny when a nigga put punching on you that's how i thought because if y'all would hold the men and your lives accountable if y'all see them putting their hands on other women but for some reason that's still your brother and he protects you but he doesn't you know he be beating up his fucking girlfriend or that's your cousin, your favorite cousin. He the cousin you call in to handle men that play with you. But he over here knocking women upside their head. This is what happens to them. 
everybody is not about to play with y'all no more. There are more, more and more black women that are being, you know, that are becoming licensed to carry out of fear because y'all have no disregard. There's no training. There's no coming up. There's no way that I'm about to sit here and be comfortable, you know, arguing with y'all. For you to put your hands on someone you don't know in a restaurant full of men and y'all are comfortable with it, y'all are watching this argument. And I get the whole, you know, everybody just don't want to get involved. It is in Chicago. Anything can happen. He could have pulled out a gun. Well, a gun got pulled out on him. And it could have been averted had somebody stepped up. But y'all didn't do anything in a moment. But y'all sat up there and y'all gave eyewitness accounts and fucking lied on that lady and said that she texted her son to shoot him. She did not. She said, go in the car. That boy walks in and see his mom getting punched? As a 14-year-old child, you don't have the the... I, the thought of repercussions in that way. You're just thinking, I got to save my mom. I got to do what I got to do. I know plenty of people who have grown up and, you know, seen their moms be abused that stepped in and tried to, you know, fight the man that was beating on their moms and stuff. Or, you know, trying to avert it because in your head, your mom is your person. Your mom is and that's for sons and daughters that is like you know you're everything especially if you just grow up with just your mom you're gonna do what you gotta do to protect them so for somebody to sit there and put their hands to fucking punch the shit out your mom that's crazy and you know son good kid not in trouble they put you know they gonna pull the records up literally a kid that look like he go home and go to school. Don't even look like he hang outside. The mom looks like she go to work and come the fuck home. She went to go get something to eat for her and her child and got to deal with this bullshit. And I, and I say this because we always be like, oh, you know, I don't have to step up. I don't, I, I don't get involved in other people's stuff. See what happens when you don't, but y'all, y'all don't get involved in the moment, but y'all sat up there and lied on that lady and said that she, um, planned this and she, uh, shot him for no reason. Y'all never said he punched her. Y'all lied and said the boy texted, she texted her son to shoot him. Lied and said that she said, shoot the girlfriend. She never said that. Now he did. Because he put his hands on the wrong bitch. And I hate to say it like that, but that's really going to happen and more and more with with people. Because nobody's about to play these games. I say that shit to people all the time. Even females, keep your fucking hands to yourself. You cannot gauge what's going to happen when you engage in bullshit. I don't argue. I don't fight. I don't do that type of shit. Because I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go here and put my hands on it, on, you know, beat some girl up, I can't say, you know, she not going to stab me because she fearing for her life. 
if you're a grown ass person, if you're grown, and I say this all the time, I'll never get in a fight and think it's just a fight. At 32 years old, I will never engage in a fight and assume it's just a fight because adults don't behave that way, right? Like we're not just fighting to be fighting. If somebody putting their hands on me, I'm literally assuming that you will kill me. My fight or flight will come in and I will do anything. I want to live at the end of the day. You know, the people around me want to see me live. For you to punch a woman, a defenseless woman at the time, several times, because if she told her son to go get a gun, that man would have never just punched her. If you really think about it, I say go get my gun and somebody punches me. No, he would have got, if he he either would have pulled his shit out or he would have got the hell up out of there. She ain't say that. She told him to go to the car. Her son saw her being attacked and came in and protected her in a way that he thought. And we see this happen often. You know, there are a lot of boys that have did time in juvie for protecting their mother from their abusers. You know, there are a lot of women that are in prison for finally saying enough is enough. But for a, a fucking stranger, you know what I'm saying? To do that is so crazy. Like, I'd be damned if someone I'm in a relationship put their hands on. But I'd be goddamn if you going to think we at the chicken spot and you're frustrated about your broke-ass life that you're going to start a fucking argue with me and punch the shit out of me. And then it just makes me mad because I remember I told y'all this story about the time I got robbed and the guy literally, like, ran past, like, a bunch of men and they did nothing. And then the guy was literally there, did nothing to try to get my phone. Like, this guy didn't even run fast. He, like, jogged off. And they did nothing but watch. And the guy tried to, this man that was really there the entire time, tried to fucking talk to me. Like, tried to, like, get my fucking number. And I looked at him like he was fucking crazy. I was like, you just watched me get fucking robbed and you did nothing. Why the fuck would I give you my number? Like, he's like, that is crazy. You don't even have a phone. Why would I say that? Like, get the get the fuck out of my face. Because now I'm about to snap. And it's so annoying because y'all act so tough and alpha. Y'all so sassy on the internet. Y'all so, oh, you know, white, black women. Y'all, y'all strong. You know, y'all not feminine enough. You got to let a man be a man. But y'all only want to be a man when it's, a, when it's somebody in your life. When y'all want to rule and y'all want to dictate and y'all want somebody to be submissive. You're not even a man in real life. You're not even moving with a manly behavior. There are men in my life that that shit, if they were in that store, that shit would have never even went that far. That argument shouldn't even been going down. But it's because of y'all being nuts and only know how to raise up on a woman. And y'all, he arguing with a woman. Nobody in that bitch said, hey, cool out. Let's not do this. Let's not, you know, come on, that's a lady. Come on, get your food, let it go. You know, miss, you know, get your food. Even the damn Chinese workers. 
the, in the store. The, this is like a Chinese store. All the cooks in here. Like, y'all should have shut the fucking store down and said, hey, we ain't doing this. Everybody out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But y'all are so scared. But women, you know, we just got to be strong. And she just should have took the licks. Hell no. And I'm very, very, very happy, you know, that her charges were dismissed. Very happy. Um, what's something else that happened? All right, y'all. I really am glad she her charges got dismissed and I believe Nicki Minaj had offered if her son decides to go to college, she will help in any way that she can. And I hope she does. I hope a lot of people do. I hope a lot of people do because that, like, oh my God, the video of them reuniting, I was in my bed crying because you know how scary, how much trauma that boy faced in one like the mom obviously faced trauma, but that's her son, you know, thinking, watching your mom be attacked by somebody, shooting that person to protect your mom, having to go to prison for, I think they were in, in there for like a week or whatever. I think this happened like Father's Day weekend. And it became um, on national, you know, social media. It picked up legs over this past weekend. Um, it's just a lot of fucking trauma, you know, and now his name is attached to this. Her name is attached to this. She, if she is able to go to work, she has to go to work with this attached to her name. She had to one, argue and defend herself against a man. Two, this man is attacking her. Three, probably the fear that something might happen to her son. Four, witnessing her son kill somebody to protect her. Five, having to go to jail and her son go to jail and not even know if you can help, you know, your child. Like not knowing that you can provide any support to your child from jail when y'all literally went there to get some fucking dinner. I, I'm I'm so grateful that they were able to go home because I just couldn't Im imagine. But let's you know, prayers to them. So happy they're home, and let that be a fucking reason to keep your damn hands to yourself. But for this next segment, y'all know this is a fun segment I like to do every now and again. It's put a glow on it. That means. Before I critique, I'm going to uplift you and give you advice. You know, things that I feel like could be done to make it better. And let's get into these BET Awards. Let's put a glow on the BET Awards. So the BET Awards occurred this past weekend. And while the BET Awards have been very... The BET Awards is very has changed over the years. Back in the day when we watched the BET Awards, it definitely was giving, you know, Black excellence. Like, this is where you go to, you know, shake hands with the most, the highest star, Black stars in 
Hollywood and music, entertainment, basketball. This is where um, some of the higher politicians would go. This is where gospel elite would be. This is where, you know, black excellence was definitely upheld, I would say, within the first 10 years of the BET Awards. Over time, BET has sold, was sold to different um, networks. And the ball was dropped. They, I want to say in the last six years, it has just been trash. It's been trash and it got consistently trash. The number one thing that I feel like the BET Awards that has changed is who is allowed to attend, right? Award shows are traditionally, if you are in the first few rows, that means one, you're a special invited guest. That means that, one, you're an A-list celebrity. You're probably being honored. Um, you're probably promoting something. Um, you're probably presenting something. You're performing. You know, you're nominated. Those are the first few roles. The other roles are like, you are a celebrity or you're popular and your PR team was able to get you a, a, a ticket. And you might not have been able to walk the red carpet, but you in that bitch, you know? You might be like someone that does correspondence, a radio host, um, an artist that just came out with a song, you know, um, someone that's on TV that's probably on the network and um, you're doing promotion or like, you know, whatever movie you're in, they pay for you to be there because they pay for promotion during the BET Awards. You know, things like that. Those are were it. So let's think about it like that. Over the last five to six years, influencers have been very popular. You know, that's fine. I don't feel like, you know, influencers should not be there. Again, like I said, anybody can attend the BET Awards. You just got to pay for a ticket, you know. But you don't usually get to be on TV and you don't usually sit in the first few rows. The seating arrangement. Usually, politicians, record executives, gospel artists, you know, very prominent figures of the community that aren't a part of the entertainment world usually sit in a, in a section. Gospel choir, gospel artists, you know, pastors, stuff like that. They always sit in like the left wing, right wing corner. They're over there. They get gospel they get their gospel segment, you know, during the show. They you you get to see um who won the um philanthropy award that year. You get to see, you know, people that are making a change in the community. You get to see some of um really great nonprofits and stuff throughout the show that are presented just so that you can see how far we have come. You know, you pay homage to those people. There is like, um, a you know, a philanthropic award that goes out every year. This year, they didn't even have that award. If they did, they didn't televise it. Secondly, like I said, you know, seating. Seating is a thing. Where's the seat fillers? Where is the seat fillers? Where is the security? Where are the producers that are moving around? 
that became a thing. Where are the, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You know, every award show has it. And I, you know, y'all know I ain't a fan of respectability politics. And I ain't about to tell nobody how to act. But there is a way that you keep shit going that people know when they come here, they got to come correct. The fact that people don't feel or understand that when they come here, this shit is like some ratchet ghetto shit that they can just do whatever it, they're going to treat it like that. If you treat your show like shit, they're going to treat your show like shit. It ain't no reason. And this is no shade to nobody I'm about to say, but there's no reason that Sexy Red is sitting across from fucking Bobby Jones gospel. There is no reason why Krishan Rock is within the first two rows from the stage. There is no reason that they feel like they can twerk in the audience across from Bobby Jones to Pound Town if the DJ didn't play Pound Town. Why? Like, these sets should be monitored. Certain things should not be played. I don't give a fuck if it's a commercial break. It's social media. We want to make sure that certain things are upheld. Make it make sense. Not the front row artists being JT Uzi and Ice Spice. Like, be serious. It is a time where the front row was Will and Jada, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kanye West, you know, freaking Sierra, you know, Black Hollywood, Gabrielle Union, LeBron James, you know, people that have achieved amazing things, Rihanna, you know, Chris Brown, whoever. At this point, BET has soured sour the heck out of their um their standard. There is no standard anymore. The guest list, like I'm saying, Sexy Red should be there, should be invited. She is an up and coming rap artist. Her label should have sent her. But ain't no way in hell she should have been that close to the stage. Her outfit alone, it needs to be a dress code there. I'm sorry. I meant to say this. It, it has to be a dress code. Like, treat this shit like the Met Gala because y'all look cheap and basic. And I'm starting to think it's because for award shows, um, different luxury brands used to be vetted to dress attendees. But because the BET Awards lost a lot of their accreditation, a lot of their respect, a lot of these um, brands don't feel like it's worth it to dress anyone, you know, for the BET Awards, you know. Um, they lost that type of you know, respect in the industry because it's just all over the place. Second, and he's a host. Get a host. You know, the thing that comes with hosts is um, friends, people who show up. You know, when you have a good host, their artistry friends are going to come. They're going to accept that invitation Oh, because my friend 
Um, what's a comedian name? Cat Williams is hosting. Oh, I want to see Cat Williams. This is a great achievement. Martin Lawrence is hosting the BET Awards. Shit, I want to be there. This is going to be great. Yeah, let them know me me and the missus is coming. Or, yeah, my 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 artist is coming. Um, oh, Beyonce's um, having a special performance? Oh, yeah, I want to be there. Oh, they're giving a tribute? You know, such and such and such and such is giving a tribute to someone? I want to see that. Oh, it's a tribute to Little Kim? I would love to see that. What the hell is wrong with y'all BET? And this is why... I feel like it's necessary for Tyler Perry to own BET. Because one thing that Tyler Perry going to do is bring the stars. Tyler Perry, every event he has, the opening of his studio, the he had freaking Beyonce and her entire family go to his Medea farewell play in LA. I even think Oprah went to his Medea farewell play. You mean to tell me some of the richest black people in the world went to an opening of a Medea play? Like, but they don't come to the damn going BET Awards? Make it make sense. The BET words used to make sense. It makes no sense now. So I suggest y'all you y'all get y'all an amazing showrunner. Um, somebody that understands um both, you know, I hate to say this because I feel like I keep making her do work, but like somebody like a Tiana Taylor and a Debbie Allen work together to creatively come up with the BET Awards. Like, they be the creative directors, they be the showrunners, put together a great show amongst new and old school. Make it make sense. You know, Tyler Perry, use your star power, get asses and chairs. Because the fact that Black, like, those the Black Hollywood clique, like, the the um, Star Jones, Vanessa Bell Calloway, Gabrielle Union, Megan Good. None of them wanted to come to the show. Also, y'all nominations are stupid. These nominations are goofy. It, what it used to be is Black Entertainment overall. BET literally stands for Black Entertainment TV, not just music. It's Black Entertainment TV. There should be TV, like our TV shows don't get a lot of credit. We should see awards given out to best black t- best TV show, best drama, best comedy, best limited series, best movie, best movie director, best television director, best music video, best um, musical performance, best tour. Um, best stylist, wardrobe, all of that. We should be seeing that type of stuff. You know, not just goofy shit. You know, these awards should go to people who are actually making waves. If we're going to sit here and do it, you know, like 
if you're going to do best female rep, I want the baddest heifers on the flow. I want you can you can't be nominated for best nothing if you ain't come out with either an album or at least three singles in a year. You can't be nominated. You can't be entered for nominations. Oh, you best um athlete, you gotta win something. I wanna see a Olympic gold medalist. I wanna see a boxing. No, Sarah, you scared the shit out of me. Um, I wanna see a boxer. I wanna see, you know, tennis, all of it. Swimming, whatever. Let's put the baddest heifers on the flow. I even, you know, if y'all want to do stuff to tap into the new, have a a point where y'all give best social, you know, influencer awards. Those can be the red carpet awards. But it has to become a standard. There's no standard there, you know. Let's get it together, BC. You know, let's make this like the Met. This is the theme. Next year, when Tyler Perry's come back, I want a theme on that floor. All black, black excellence. We bought, we bought BT is black again, is the theme. Everybody in all black, black tie. All black, black tie. If you don't, you know, just the same way that BET sat there, y'all let these people run them up, but was sitting there telling, B. Scott, that he couldn't be on a red carpet because he was dressed too feminine. But y'all got people wearing Fashion Nova's finest on a goddamn red carpet. The Philly prime kids, HRSs, up for prime. These regular kids, HR up for prime. And y'all look a hot damn mess on that damn red carpet. When Summer Walker is best dressed to me, you know it's a problem. But next, y'all, is my favorite topic. It's the glow-up topic. And this is just something that has been, like, weighing heavy on me lately. And I really realized that more people than not are committed to misunderstanding. That you would rather argue your point. You would rather stand ten toes and bullshit. You would rather ignore what someone is saying. You would rather ask the same question 10 times over. You would rather have disharmony where there shouldn't be just because you're committed to being, to one, misunderstanding other people. And there's also a fascination with people wanting to be misunderstood. Like there is such a fascination where everybody just think they think so differently. Or that, like, they're so misunderstood. Nobody gets what they're saying. Nobody understands them. Like, it's just such a ploy. Or being offended by every fucking thing. And when somebody's trying to communicate and talk to you, you're just committed to misunderstanding. Or because you don't want to do it, or you don't like what's being told to you, you just want to act like you don't understand. But you perfectly well don't understand. Like, I had to get up and walk a, walk around today because I just felt like I repeat myself. One of the most things, I, I don't know if I talked about it, one of my biggest pet peeves is repeating myself. 
especially because I feel like I communicate very well and I explain things very well and I take my time to explain it several different ways to try to understand, for people to understand me. So when people are committed to, you know, misunderstand, it becomes frustrating for me. You know, it becomes very, very, very frustrating for me where I'm just like, okay, what the hell? I keep repeating myself. I don't really know other way to do it. And I feel like it shows up in so many facets of my life where it just seems like I say tomato, you say tamale. Or I say, you know, when you do this, it really bothers me. I don't necessarily care for it. Did you not do it? You hear, I don't fuck with you. Get out of my face. We're not cool. <laughs> like, that's not what I said. What I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is what the fuck I said. You know? Don't interpret it as some other shit. Or don't say I said something I didn't say. I said, I did not like this. I do not like when you do this. You know, could you not do that anymore? You heard. You're an evil person. You treat me wrong. I don't like you. I never want to be friends with you. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I express my boundaries. She understands or he understands. And it's like, they running off with it. Like I basically spit in their face and called them the, you know, anything but a child of God. And it's like, why, like, why are you, like, why are you like this? Or, you know, being problematic or, you know, just wanting to have issues for the sake of having issues and be like, oh, I don't want to be around nobody. Nobody understands me. It's like, I understand if you just talk, you know, What's the issue here? Why are we keep hitting a roadblock about some shit that don't matter? Like, if you're, like, it's like if somebody want to go on a date or hang out with you and they're like, oh, are you free this weekend? Oh, you know, I just got some stuff going on. They hear, oh, bitch, she don't want to hang out with me. She don't want to go on a date with me. Fuck her. I don't care. I just... Like, you're committed to misunderstanding me. And one thing about me, when I feel like I got to repeat myself over and over, it's just draining. Like, one of my pet peeves is over-explaining and um, having to repeat the same shit over and over and over again. Part of the reason I never became a teacher, because I knew that with children, innocent they ask a lot of the same questions. And I knew that me, I just, it frustrates, it irritates the hell out of me to answer a bunch of questions, period. I think I can have more grace for a child because it's a child. But like with adults, it's so draining. It's so, it's like an energy sucker. Like, it's like really like people that are committed to misunderstand are just fucking energy vampires that just want to have disharmony or just have issues where there really aren't any or it's like 
why are you so frustrated? Why are you just so aggravating? Like, why when somebody tells you two plus two is four, you believe that you are of a higher understanding and that shit equals six because you're different? Or because it's not explained in a way that makes you comfortable, so that means it's not real. Like, people, that's how it really feels a lot of the time. And it's like, it's so frustrating when you're someone that's like, oh, I'm trying to communicate with you, you know, this is how, this is what I said. And somebody, one of the biggest things is somebody tell me some shit I did not say. And I'm like, I did not say that. This is what I said. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't say go to the store and get me three onions, two apples, and a piece of bread. I said, go to the store and grab two apples, a bagel, and a water. You heard what you wanted to hear because that's what you felt like understanding. You didn't want to go anywhere to where I was talking about. You know, I say, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm at, I'm 32, you know, I do want, I do not want to be in a casual relationship. Like I want to just engage with people, you know, that I feel like I could grow with and I want, you know, eventually to get in a serious relationship. People who committed to misunderstand, here's, I want you to be my man and I want you to be my man today. And I want you to pay my bills. Like, that's literally how this shit go. And it's like, what the fuck? You asked me what I'm looking for in a partner. I told you I don't want a casual situation. You then date me and think I'm crazy and I want you to be my man. I ain't never said I wanted you to be my man. I did not say that. You asked me was I free Saturday. I say, hey. I got to work Saturday. I get off at nine. So if you want to do something, it'll have to be late, like 10, 30, 11, or we can do something Saturday because you're not free. I mean, or we can do something Sunday because you're not free on Sunday. I basically said, no, bitch, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, it's really so frustrating. And I'm like, is it me? Like, I really had to take a walk and just, like, clear my mind because I just don't. I'm just so tired of repeating myself in every facet of life because I'm like, I talk well. I speak well. I communicate well. I'm able to listen. I'm able to, you know, communicate my feelings or, you know, explain simple instructions. I'm able to do all of it, you know, you're just committed to misunderstand me, and that's fine. But I'm out the circus. Like, that's really where I'm at right now. I Like, that, it really just goes into, like, my fuck around and find out era. I'm sorry to anybody right now after the day. I'm really serious about this fuck around and find out era. I am at my wits end. I cannot keep explaining simple shit to anybody you know i just can't like it's simple 
if I explained it the first time, I know I explained it well. After that, if you are just in a, I want to misunderstand DeAndre for the sake of misunderstanding DeAndre because I like conflict or because I hear what the fuck I want to hear and, you know, I got my own, you know, ways of how I interpret speak. That ain't my problem. I speak one language. That's it. And I have one voice. I didn't speak to you in Spanish. I didn't talk to you in Mandarin. I didn't, you know, you know, speak in Creole French. Like, bitch, I said English. Black people's English. You know, I don't know what else to say to you. I I, I communicated enough. Like, I really feel like I'm communicated out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Shit ain't that hard. And definitely not going to keep repeating myself. Definitely not doing it. I think I used to go from not communicating, not saying anything, not um, talking my feelings, just moving around and letting people slide. So now it's like I explain myself way too damn much. And this shit is getting on my damn nerves. Like, please don't. Mm-mm. I, I don't know. I I make the balance where it's like I have no problems with communicating well and speaking up for myself or explaining details or giving instructions in detail or, you know, allowing you space to understand what I'm saying. I'm fine with it. However, if you're just committed to be misunderstood because one, you don't want to do something. Two, you know, you want to feel how you want to feel. Three, you like being misunderstood. Like, I'm okay with all of that. Just don't do that shit with me. Do that shit over there. Because I really do. Like, that shit is so frustrating. Like, I can sit there and have a conversation with somebody and really say, wow, it's a beautiful day outside. I would love to um, do a picnic. It's so nice. Somebody else would hear, wow, it is a nice day. It would have been nice to go on a picnic. Like, what? Like, I really am starting to believe that it's just not me. It can't be just me because I I really had this conversation with multiple people where I'm like, I just feel like, I got to keep constantly explaining myself, explaining who I am to people that should just know who I am at this point. Or I have to give details and instructions over and over and over again. And it's frustrating. And I provide, you know, enough ways to communicate that I shouldn't even be this frustrated at this point. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I really feel like, adults and another thing like I said before I feel like because I don't have kids and I'm not married people think I got the bandwidth and the patience to deal with stupid shit and I don't I really fucking don't I think people start to think like oh you're not married like this like you have like freedom and you have 
time. And you could, I got the same 24 hours as you. The same 24 hours as you. You know, what you do with your 24 hours and what I do with my 24 hours is totally different thing. But what I'm not doing in my 24 hours anymore is explaining the same shit over and over again. But, you know, I digress. We outside this summer, y'all. I would love to do more um, merch. I would love, you know, to meet more of you guys. So, like, don't be shy. If I post an event or say I'm going to be somewhere and you want to come pop out, I'm a fun girl. We get lit, you know, whatever. So, don't be shy. Come out, spend some time with me. Let me know your thoughts on merch. Follow me on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. Follow me on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. Um, If you have any um, Just Let It Go sis letters, um, email me at just let it glow pie at gmail.com. Um, we are streaming on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, um, SoundCloud. So, you know, hit that follow button. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're following our Instagram. Make sure you're following our Twitter. Um, I'm gonna post more questions and I'll be going live more. So, definitely connect with me let me know your thoughts on the show share with a friend share with a co-worker share with the lady at the market just share the show you know a big things are happening and i can't wait to share so many good ideas i have for you guys again i appreciate you all let's go into this next month glowing and flowing and ready to go thank you for listening bye